Hey, you're listening to the Single Dads Podcast, a podcast for single dads by single dads. In this podcast, you're going to be encouraged and hopefully given some practical tools to be able to become the parent that you've always wanted to be and that you know you can be. Hopefully this podcast encourages you. Make sure that you download the Single Dads Podcast app to join our community. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show, man. Today we're going to be talking, I know you guys read the title, you guys are probably like, what the heck is this on the Single Dads Podcast? But I want to talk I'm not about a stripper it. or a female. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. That's that's stereotyped. Yeah, it's very stereotyped, right? That's that's kind of what we all think when we when we hear daddy issues is like yeah. Uh more so females than men, but believe it or not, you know, it's 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 just a stereotype slash expression mm-hmm. and we kind of want to throw it out there because at the end of the day, adults, men and women have daddy issues exactly exactly all it is man is a lack of love from a father or the feeling of a lack of love from a father. or or um it could be anywhere anything from uh like lack mm-hmm. lack of attention lack of uh of of being in your life or uh maybe being an alcoholic drug addict or mm-hmm. um abusive <clears throat> Yeah, in in some form or fashion. Exactly, exactly. It it's just really a pain. But the reason why I really wanted to talk about, it, I texted Scott last night, and all I said, I didn't <laughs> even say, "Hey, bro, what do you want to talk about tomorrow?" Nothing like that. All I said was daddy issues, and I forgot what you said. <laughs> but this is why I wanted to talk about it, and I think it's so important for us to um to really talk about it and and lean into this is because. You hear all these people, you know, boomers posting about like this current generation about how millennials this and Gen Z this and all that stuff, right? But they are a product of parenting. <laughs> every every single human is a product of their parents. That's just how it that's just how it goes, right? Some people lean towards the negative where they're just like because my parents did this, then this is my future, so I'm going to keep doing this. And then some people lean towards the positive where they start to actually rise up to the challenge and say, hey, you know, just because my parents did this, I'm not going to go that same route, right? They use it as a learning experience. But if we're going to sit here and pardon my language, but bitch and moan about the the current generation, then we got to look, we got to look at the root, which believe it or not, I believe really is the home, is parenting. And believe it or not, I think that is more highly influenced by fathers, and lack thereof, and lack thereof, like, fatherhood, okay, in certain areas. Now, here's the thing, though, man. Like, bro, none of us are ever going to be perfect fathers. And our dads, there was no way in hell they are going to be perfect fathers because they had way less resources than we even have, like, nowadays, right? Like, think about it. Think about it, gentlemen. You guys have, obviously, this podcast, and you've got millions of other resources and for some reason, we still remain stuck. So how could we have expected our fathers to, like, really, really crank it out of the park if we're sitting here, even as single dads, saying, woe is me, and not taking the resources and creating an incredible life, not just for ourselves, but for our kids, not just becoming emotionally intelligent and emotionally mature and emotionally conditioned, right, and fit, for ourselves, but for our kids, like with all the resources we have. So I want to talk about daddy issues because I got them. If you're listening to this, 
more than likely, if you had a father or not a father in your life, you got him. I got him. <laughs> we all got him, bro. Um, and I think it's just so key to talk about because, again, we don't want to replicate the same thing in our kids. At least I don't. Like me personally, I don't want to replicate the exact same thing that I had to walk through in my little girl. Do, I do. I don't do you want that. like currently? Like, if you if you sit there and think about it, like, do you see? from time to time characteristics um, that you display towards um, to, for, towards a goose that uh, that maybe come from your dad that, or, that, or, or that your dad had on you as, 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 as a parent when you were a kid or around her age? Bro, currently, no. I have to do some more thinking about that. Currently, no, but I'll, let me tell you why I think that is. It's because she's a girl. Yeah. And I and I think dads show up a little bit differently for sons, for sure. Um and and also I think it's because since her birth our dynamic has been so different. I never had my daughter full time from birth. I had her full time for about 4 years. That was once I was like together with her mom again and married, right? Um and even then I was still more um because my dad's just very my dad's a very angry man. And luckily, which, which is kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Like you can still, I mean, I I, I totally get the yeah. different dynamic. Believe yeah. me, but there are characteristics. Actually, I have noticed anger. Um, or... There was there was one there was one point. Um, there was one point I was trying to teach her how to ride a bike. I was trying to teach her how to ride a bike, and something that I noticed in her that I've mentioned on this show before, right, is that. She's she's a big time like doubter and worrier and she's scared to like take a chance and try things. Right. So that's why I put her in jujitsu to like help mm-hmm. that area, right? And but this moment when we were trying to ride a bike, bro, like she was doing so good learning, right? She was doing so good, but she would just let that fear like cripple her. And she just wouldn't want to try again and wouldn't want to try again and wouldn't want to try again. And I just remember literally like I popped off on her. I popped off on her. And I mean, I, it was it was not my proudest moment, bro, because I was just like, to see her sitting there just making an excuse and not trying when I can see the greatness that's in her, even as stupid as it sounds over riding a bike, it was just like infuriating me, not because I was mad at her, but because I was scared. I was scared that she was going to like, that she's going to grow up and continue to live life being terrified of taking a chance because what kind of life is that? You just, you stay in a pit and I don't want that for her. She's better than that. I know she's better than that. And so I knew that that's what was happening after the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But in the moment, I remember being like, dang, dude, like the only difference was that I didn't hit her. Like my dad, I mean, that dude used to like kick me, bro. Um, And so, yeah, I, I remember seeing that. Um, I've seen that in a couple different areas, um, and it all kind of stems around the same thing, like her not trying and her not wanting to try. And I think where um, that's where I really had to do some some soul searching and figure out, all right, man, I had to heal my daddy issues. <laughs> um, I had to start working on healing my daddy issues. And so I think that's why this is so important because if if we don't heal it, then we become it. It's just kind of what ends up happening. 
And healing isn't this like huge, massive, like monster that we have to take on. That's like miserable. I think it's actually pretty enjoyable, honestly. Um, and it just looks like stepping into who you want to like be and how you want to show up and learning to like forgive and release like resentment and anger towards my dad, which is, which is what I've been doing probably now for the last like two years, pretty consistently and having conversations with him that we've never had before that are probably really awkward for him. Like I remember like maybe three months ago, I said, Hey dad, let's, let's get in the truck. Let's go for a ride. I, I need to talk to you. And bro, the look on his face, you would think I called him into the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, what the hell is this? Bro? Like, we don't do this, you know, but we didn't do it. Now we do. This Frank does. Guess why? Because my kids are going to say, dad, I need to talk to you. And that's going to be normal. I'm creating a new normal. And by doing that, I started breaking off these like daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I have to perform for my dad. He's not emotionally there. The feelings of he doesn't really care about me unless I do something and like show him that I'm doing something important, right? Like the, that need for like significance and to prove for yourself sure. that we all carry. Like that's starting to break that off. That, that was a big one for me. Like in, in, fairly recent you know i i had a conversation with my dad and uh kind of told him that i i don't carry resentment Mm -hmm. for him um not being not being around you know not going to one of my soccer games not going you know i was real big soccer and uh club soccer and traveled everywhere and he he didn't even go to the bazillions of games that were down the street you know but um, but back then, you know, it's like, you know, I grew up lower middle class and, and, mm-hmm. and he, he, he worked, he was a company man. He worked for the same company for 30 years, which doesn't right. happen in this day and age. Yeah. And, you know, so he, he worked six days a week and that, you know, that, and in his mind, that was the right thing to do. He was being a badass dad in his head. He had, he had, he had my mom, yeah. um, you know, at least for uh and i had her for uh mm-hmm. 20 22 years um and uh but 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 he had her for all the you know pta crap and all the you know all the, all the things yeah. <laughs> that that i <laughs> i i i wished i had someone for because <laughs> uh it does make a difference man it really really does um but i'm not trying to yeah. get off topic but but uh, you know Back to what I was saying, like I, I let my dad know, like I don't have any resentment for mm. for for you not being there because, you know, that's what he told me. He's like, yeah. I I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. He goes, you know, in hindsight, um, I I can't even say that I would have done it differently. Yeah. Because that's just what I knew. He goes, I I didn't know how to do any of that shit. It's so true, bro. And, they... and he's like, like can you see me mingling at a PTA meeting? And I was like, fuck no, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't need you at a PTA, oh, bro. Do. Just come see me kick a ball, dog. <laughs> and yell at me, even if you're yelling at me to, you know, do better. <laughs> I just needed you there. No, that makes sense, bro. So let me ask you this, Scott. You said you don't hold anger and, re- and resentment towards him, right? What do you hold towards him? Respect mm-hmm. and... um. I, a newfound respect. I love that. And, and 
a newfound um, uh, love and admiration um, and the fact that uh, he's been able to open up, which is something that he just, in, in, in some areas anyway, yeah. Uh, which is which is still massive, bro. Yeah, because from an old like, school dad that he I is, I knew nothing about my dad growing up. Wow. Nothing. I didn't even know where he was born. Like I didn't, you know, really that now, much. Now I now I find you know now I know that he uh, left home at age fourteen. He uh, had a had a uh, uh, like a, a family that took him in mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, like if he was telling me about his first car that cost three hundred dollars, <laughs> no air Jeez. conditioning, and blah 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 blah. When was your dad born, he, bro? Um, well, he's seven. He's like, you had to ask me that. <laughs> I, I don't know. He he's like seventy-one or something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, hey, um, he's not much older than my dad, so he started young. Um, I think he had me when he was like. Anyway, who cares? But, uh, but yeah, he, he like, um, lived under the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, he did all sorts of stuff, and I can only imagine what he did under that bridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, it's water but, under the bridge. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then, you know, went to the military and put himself through uh, college, graduated from University of North Texas here locally. Wow, dude, that's wild. And, um uh, went to school to be a teacher of all things, yeah. and uh, uh, never. <laughs> so did now that. he is at PTA meetings. Never did. <laughs> he never. He never became a teacher. But, oh uh, wow! He got into the corporate world, and uh, yeah, you know, the rest is history. Have you Have you told him that, bro? By any chance? What have you told him? Like, because you told him what you don't feel towards him. Yeah, I, I told I, him what I, you feel I, towards him. I, I, it's powerful. I have. I have. It's powerful. I, I told him um, that. I, I told him that I. Uh, appreciate him more yeah. so now than um, I ever have, and yeah. I appreciate all that he did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there was a lot of things he didn't, mm-hmm. but uh, fortunately, I had you know a mom too, yeah. where you know a lot of a lot of people growing up don't have both parents. Yep, and, you know. So uh, yeah, I I consider myself very fortunate in, in in many aspects we didn't grow up with with a lot and i got made fun of for the car i got dropped off in at school and the clothes that i wore and yeah so on and so forth <laughs> and that's probably why i am the way i am today <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro i i love that because it just shows what a, a perspective shift will do for us you know what i mean because every, what Everything that's bad is constantly available. Like, bro, you could sit there and, like, think about your dad and look for every area that he failed in, and then you would just be like, you know what? F this guy. I'm resentful again. (laughs) I'm mad again. And you start feeling that towards him. But if you start looking at it in that type of perspective, like, dude, look at everything this dude went through. Look at everything he overcame. Look at everything he had to go through, right? And he did the best that he could with what he had. It's yeah. not because he didn't want to love me. It's just that's how he felt that he loved me. That's like that's like some dads, which and moms, because there's both, that leave their kids with somebody, right? Um, they feel some of them 
feel, because you hear the, these stories all the time, that I felt like that was the best thing that I could do for you. I feel like the best thing that I could offer you is that because I was either strung out on drugs, I didn't have a good job, I was homeless, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. And so they felt like that was like the best thing that they could do. And obviously anyone who's gone through that is clearly going to more than likely disagree. But the reality is, is like that's that's probably what they felt in that moment or they made a really bad mistake. Right. And that's where we can sit here and hold on to the these things of, man, my dad didn't show up in this area. Man, my dad didn't. Show, he caused this trauma in me. It's being thrown around so much right now. I have this trauma, childhood trauma. I have to like uproot all this childhood trauma. And it's like, I have to go and find exactly what caused it. Guess what? You're not going to find exactly what caused it all the time because you don't even remember where you left your keys half the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, it's not, it's not all about that. Sometimes it's just about recognizing that, man, you know what? I'm really feeling something towards this person and I don't want to anymore. And you making the decision... You making the decision to get yourself free. You making the decision to like, man, I don't want to feel like that no more towards this person or towards life because I see where it's crippling me in these areas. That's, what, dad, that's what it comes friend, down to is, is, is to making that conscious decision. Yeah. You know? And once you do that, things change. Yeah. But you have to be willing to do it. <laughs> nobody can, nobody, nobody can do it for you. Even listening to this podcast, you might get encouraged to want to do it, but you still have to do it. Yeah. Like you still have to make the choice to, if, if your dad is still here on earth, phone him up, you know what I'm saying? And, and forgive him and tell him what you do love and appreciate about him. That's, that's on you to do. You have to have that conversation and it is an extremely healing conversation that, the number one thing that stops us from having that conversation is pride and ego. What is he going to think about me? How is he going to respond? Am I going to look weak? Am I going to sound like an idiot? All are, these, all these questions. Are, are there are there any scenarios? Because there's some, there's a lot of people out there that might be thinking like, well, you know, fuck that. My my, my dad abused me. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that guy. Mm-hmm. And. You know, if 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 I had been like, I mean, my dad smacked me up inside the head with his ring and stuff. And dude, my dad separated my ear that, from my head down here. <laughs> but, but but that stuff like that's one thing. But like, if you know, if it, there's also like sexual abuse. If your dad like, maybe he didn't even sexually abuse you, but maybe he sexually abused a cousin or something like that. And you know, it's like. That that type of shit, I don't know that I could I could call him up and say, "Hey, things are all right." Yeah. I mean, unless he's in jail or something, I don't know. It, it's just yeah. I, I I haven't been through that, so I don't know. But yeah. I brought it up because I know there's a lot of people listening that ha, ha, have had scenarios where you know it's just not it's not that easy to say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm, yeah," it, because there's more to it than just like oh well he wasn't there for me he worked all the time mm-hmm. um you know he treated my mom like shit yeah. uh he drank all the time you know those things i think are forgivable but there are things that maybe aren't mm-hmm. and you know and and i just I, I just felt obligated to like throw that out there so 
Well, what does holding on to like let's let's stay on that track a little bit. Yeah. What does holding on to unforgiveness do? Well, how I, is that how is that serving I, I, I the person? I don't think I don't think it's a situation where you say I hate my dad mm-hmm. and I don't forgive him. Um but it's a it's a thing where like I just don't want anything to do with him. That's okay. I don't want him in in your in my life yeah, because I, okay. I can't forget what what he what yeah. he did, you know, and and that way you can move on with yeah. you know emotionally with your life, mm-hmm. and and so I I think forgiveness is important. Yeah. Um, and but but I don't think you should feel obligated to be in no their life no if they did something if they, if they did something but mm-hmm. but yeah i i think that but you bring up a good point and and i think forgiveness is is something that is it's, it's will for, allow you to yeah. mentally and emotionally move move forward yes and and, and, and not, it's because it's for you and, it's and 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 maybe and maybe take that experience or experiences that that you uh that scarred you and and turn them into a positive and help other people mm-hmm. maybe like become a become like a, Oprah a, Winfrey become a coach or a life coach or, yeah. or 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 just volunteer to to counsel other people that yeah. have have gone through what you went through and make it and and turn it into a positive you know that's another thing you could do exactly bro it's just it's just up to it's really just up to what kind of life you want to have, man. And and here's here's what I want us to understand about forgiveness. It's like you're not first of all, I really I don't hate. It just kind of like is like why do we say that? Like why I can forgive but I can't I'm not going to forget. Duh. Duh. You have memory of it. It was a big moment in your life. But not, no one's some, asking some, you to forget it. Some people it. can block shit out. I can't. Well, traumatically, that's what we do. That's how we block things out. Is through that's that's when you know that was a traumatic event. Is when you've actually blocked it out, right? And if you've actually blocked it out, then you wouldn't really be aware of it. That's why some people, when that, whenever they start doing, like we were talking earlier about, like the microdosing for like psychedelics. Yeah, it's like they remember things that they didn't even know they experienced mm-hmm. it's because they blocked it out which yeah. i think is such a powerful tool that god uses to protect us as kids yeah. which then as adults we Whole can actually episode. unravel <laughs> exactly but um but i think for forgiveness it's like i want i want us to recognize because there is some really tough issues out there um but there's some phenomenal stories that come out of those issues and and one thing i just want to add before we wrap up is that for for those of you who have gone through some traumatic things like identify maybe how that's affecting you in a negative light like maybe um you here's a good example you, maybe you don't trust men you have a problem with trusting or you know? yes and, and this goes back to the whole daddy issue thing mm-hmm. um if if your dad beat you or you know then mm-hmm. you tend to yeah. You know, or or if or, or uh, you always had to perform for your dad, your so dad now you feel like if you don't perform for a partner, then you're you're not going to get love. Or if your like, dad wasn't there for you, you tend to date older men because you're look. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it all comes down to the uh, ide- I just I just want people to identify uh, what if any things that yeah. are that are like just kind of hovering or brewing. Yeah, um, and. 
and be conscious of them so you can make the change make changes yeah if uh if if in fact they are affecting you yeah. in a negative light yeah because here's what's not healthy is going back and figuring that out and then staying there by just going back and saying, well, this is why I do this. Well, this is why I do this. That's yeah, like standing I, in an amp pile yeah, exactly. and not moving. I'm not saying go yeah. back to so you can No, I know. I'm not saying you're saying I, that. I, I just want to be very yeah, clear I, with any listener. Very, like, very, very if, clear. If you I figure that excuses. out. Yeah, if you figure that out, figure it out with intention. <laughs> Fucking do something about yeah. it. Don't just if, if you don't want stew to. in it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. if I heard, um, I think it's Jim, Jim Rowe. Um, Jim Rome? Yeah. He's now passed away, but phenomenal dude. Um, and oh. he said, there's one emotion that we can choose to feel today that can literally propel us to make change immediately. And that, it, that one emotion is disgust. If, if, if you can look at an area in your life and you can just finally say, I am disgusted with how I'm showing up in this area. And guess what? It is not my dad's fault. It is not my ex's fault. It is not this family member's fault. It is mine because I've allowed their actions to now cripple me and continue in this pattern. And once we can get disgusted with that area, we can then start to make a change. But if we're soaking in it and it's just we tolerate it and we to we get what we tolerate we get our standards and so if your standard for your day is being miserable you're going to tolerate that for the rest of your life but if you get disgusted with waking up and feeling the same way i remember bro like uh this past week i had multiple days where i was just like bro i'm like in this certain headspace and i and i don't like it like I, i'm feeling a certain type of way and i don't like it and i literally verbally said if I keep thinking the same thing today that I thought yesterday I'm experienced, that's not what I want. So I changed it. I changed what I was focusing on. I started redirecting my mind, create, creating new neurological pathways to create a new emotion, a new, new experience, because I finally got disgusted by feeling the exact same things. And, and you know that. I too went through yes. the same exact. Situation. We just went through like the same rut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I showed I showed up. I think last week. I know we met twice last week, and I think I showed up on Thursday, and I was like, "Dress you're like you're dressed mm -hmm. nice." I'm like, man, because I just had to change something today. Yeah, I go, oh, I, I, yeah. I can't feel like I felt yesterday. Yes, so I just had to wake up and do things differently. Exactly, and because I I just can't continue to freaking feel this way <laughs> dude here's here's what i love about life and here's also what can be so challenging about life is that two plus two equals four i don't care how you feel about it i don't care if it's raining i don't care if it's sunny i it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if um a new baby was born or if a family member passed away two plus two equals four frank is educated yeah, you see what I mean. There's absolutes in this life, is what I'm getting at. I get it. Yeah, there's absolutes in this life, is what is literally what I'm saying. So, for example, there's people who are dealing with depression. I was literally suicidal like two and a half years ago, three years ago. I was literally suicidal, but two plus two still equaled four, which meant if I got up and I did a little exercise, not a long one a little exercise and moved my body, I felt better. Why? Because exercise Progress. releases endorphins. 
you dopamine and all of that progress or sense of accomplishment or sense of self-worth anything that, yeah uh, that's that, all added on yeah but i'm talking about like in your brain and in your biochemistry like that's what i mean by two plus two equals four because it doesn't matter what you're thinking if you do it your body responds to it because right. it's an absolute right so guess what if you're going throughout the day and you're feeling crappy and you're like god i'm so tired of feeling crappy if you adjust your focus and you start focusing on, man, what do I have in this life right now that I'm genuinely, I can genuinely be grateful for? Like genuinely, genuinely. And you just start appreciating that and and literally thanking God for that and literally even shooting a message out to that person and telling them what you love so much about and how grateful you are for them. Two plus two equals four. You're going to start feeling better. <laughs> it is inevitable. But for some reason, we think whenever we're like in our feelings, that two plus two doesn't equal four. Or we use the excuse, well, I don't feel like doing math right now. In other words, I don't feel like doing a workout. I don't feel like changing my phone. Well, that's a choice. That's a choice. Joe Rogan said this once, and I was like, bro, he's so right. Some girl was on his podcast, and she was like, yeah. And he was just feeling really down, and he just could not work out. And he was like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. He could work out. He could work out. She's like, no, he literally couldn't. He was like, did he ever get up? She was like, yeah, but, I mean, he could, like, all he did was like go to the fridge then he could work out he was like she was like well yeah but i mean he was like look if you can drag yourself to the fridge you can drag yourself through a workout it doesn't have to be an intense hour workout he was like but you can work out you're choosing not to you're literally making the conscious decision not to and i was like bro that is some g stuff that is some g stuff <laughs> But it's so true. But, it, but, but it's just, it's very basic, too. It's it, just basic fucking knowledge. <laughs> yes, dude. Like, every everybody thinks that, like, this life is so complicated and healing trauma is so complicated and all these things. It's, it's really not. It's so simple. But implementing is difficult because feelings and emotions get in the way. We allow them to get in the way. And, the, and our emotions are our masters. I think that there's absolutes in life that if we genuinely desire a different outcome, we have to make the choice to follow those. And that's like, um, who said it? Ed Milet. Ed Milet said, he said, you don't get your goals. You get your standards. And so if your standard is, regardless of how I'm feeling emotionally, let's not, maybe not physically, but emotionally, sometimes even physically, I'm still going to get up and do a 30-minute workout, regardless of how I feel at this time. And regardless of how I feel, I'm going to go to sleep at this time. These are absolutes where it's like if I get six hours of sleep, I feel energized. If I wake up at this time, I have more time to do this, invest into me, and do this, right? And it's like there's these absolutes where a practice of gratitude, of adjusting your focus, that's really what – if you don't like journaling, you don't have to journal – but it's just about taking your focus onto what you're grateful for. Usually journaling helps you do that practically. But some people, like me, I do it while I'm driving in my head and I just start thinking about things, right? And so there's these absolutes that if I take five minutes to start practicing gratitude and appreciating things in my life, the effect of that lasts for hours. <laughs> That's an absolute. You know, you know what just popped in my head that I want to talk about it because I've got to fucking talk about it because <laughs> it, it, it's something that I'm so, like, such an advocate of, and you yeah. know this. It's effective communication. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so freaking important. And this goes out, this goes, if you, if you run a business, if you run a department, if you are if you an deal employee, with humans. If, you run, <laughs> if you deal with humans, which everyone fucking does. Yeah. But nobody effectively communicates anymore. When I say nobody, I just mean very few people. Yeah. Because it, 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 it drives me mad. All the way from friends to um, family to people uh, that I do, colleagues that I work with, um, people that work for me, people that I work for. And when you, when, <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world with, with your relationships. Yeah. And I want, and I want to, I want to throw a scenario out. If you, I mean, I under, I, I get I get hazed all the time because I send long text messages because I feel yeah. like I need to communicate, and if you're not going to pick up the damn phone, mm-hmm. I'm going to text. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I talk when I text anyway. So yeah, but you do send long text messages. I I, I, I do I, read them, but I used to not read them all the time. I just get the gist, and then I remember you said <laughs> you were like. Please make sure you read the whole thing. Yeah. And so I started reading the whole thing because then I feel like an idiot because I'm like, oh, he mentioned that. And then I asked about it, and I'm like, I could have just took the time to read the text. <laughs> and, and and I get like text texts are and, and emails are a way to communicate certain things, but that's what's wrong with so many. And and, and guys, think think about like any business. Um, restaurant or a company or anything any anything you deal with and how commun- how much communication is verbal anymore mm-hmm. how many people do you actually talk to and yeah. why am i bringing this up bringing it up because it fucking pisses me off so bad <laughs> on a daily basis because people just never mind episode two is going to be about communication <laughs> yeah communication. Yeah. because I, I i genuinely want people yeah. to understand that like uh, if you're if you're co-parenting right mm-hmm. like you may have a you, you know something worked out where you yeah. use an app or something uh great and if it works for you fantastic but just so you stay on the same page, just so that you create a stronger co-parenting relationship, um, just like verbalizing with each other and um, hearing the tone of somebody and letting them hear your tone so it's not misinterpreted. Yeah. You know, it makes a difference. It really does. Mm -hmm. And like, if I if I you know somebody could send a text, they hear it how they want to hear it mm-hmm. or perceive it because they hear you know it, it depends on their mood. They may be in a shitty mood yeah. and they're like, oh, he, he, he. then he's being sarcastic. But maybe mm-hmm. he maybe he or she were were being very like yeah you know real and yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, oh, asshole. So yeah. it's, it's like just pick up the phone and, yeah. and make that quick call and and say hey i just wanted to touch base mm-hmm. with you make sure that you know things are going well that you know it goes so it, it's it makes such a difference man yeah and and when it when it comes to uh business any company that i own communication yeah 
has to Commun- be top. Oh, man, it's going to be so freaking effective. It has to be top. Uh, from department to department, you know how many companies the left hand don't know what the right hand's doing? Mm-hmm. Well, relationships are the same way. Yeah. and Especially with the kids, too, man. And 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 communicating with your kids, and they're <laughs> who are the kings of text, right? Yeah. So you know, if it's just like, hey, be home by seven o'clock, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's if it's a, a conversation of sorts, or you're talking about anything that has any grit or meaningful, yeah, meaningfulness, then for fuck's sake, pick up the phone, talk. <laughs> talk yeah i feel like communication um obviously is key but i tell i i tell this to um people all the time that one thing that i've learned is that communication if it's key that means there's a lock so it's a two piece there's two pieces to it it's not just about you communicating you've got to be able to literally like not just comprehend but understand if you don't have those two components, if all you do is over-communicate, but you don't know how to listen and you don't know how to understand, right? communication now is flawed. So communication is not the number one thing in a relationship. Understanding also, they go hand in hand. But They and, have but, to go hand in hand. And that's the whole thing yeah. about verbal. and yeah. Because what is it? 90% of communication yeah. is, is... Yeah. It ha- it's facial expressions, yeah. body expression. Yeah. It's 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 expression. Yeah. Bro, I would literally, I would literally send voice memos. Um, whenever my ex would think that I'm being like a a, a chode on text, I I would literally send voice memos. I'd have to send them outside of the app because I couldn't send them in the app. But I'd be like, hey, look, I just want you to hear my voice so that you know that I'm not sending this with an attitude. I'm not sending this with anything like that. I'm being very clear and direct and assertive, but I'm not being a dick, and I'm not trying to start something, and I'm not attacking you. That's not it at all. I just want to do what's best for our little girl right now in this scenario, and I'm trying to listen to where you're at right now. But I had to do that through a voice memo for her to finally get the pick. Bro, her dad, her dad. I wonder if they any of them ever listened to my show. <laughs> like that would be kind of interesting. But her dad came outside one day, tried tried like raising his voice with me because of how I was texting her. <laughs> See? And I was like I was like homeboy. I I had to shut him down real quick, bro, cuz I was like you're not going to step up to me. I mean, you can try. <laughs> but you're not going to step up to me. And I was like I have the exact same text messages because we messaged through an app. I was like, this is when the storm happened. The ice storm happened, right? Yeah. And I remember we were messaging back and forth. I forgot about what it was because I was checking to see if they were okay. Like a decent human being. And then I was like, yeah, well, I still have light in Princeton. Do y'all have it in Wiley? And she took that as me saying, oh, we have it in Princeton, and you don't have it in what? I for, was for, like, for those listening, those are two cities that are a few miles apart. Yeah, and I'm like, are you serious right now? And I even, I even said, I was like, what about your family? How's your family? Do they have light? So she thought she made this, she created yeah. this dialogue in her head that I was like. In making myself feel like I am above them because I have light right now. And I was like, I literally told him, I was like, dog, you read messages based off of your mood, not my mood. 
just because you guys are in a shitty place does not mean I'm sitting, sending a shitty text. Exactly. I was like, that's I was what like, I just said too. Yes. Right? Like, if you're in a shitty mood, and you're you going to read text, it off like you're that. Gonna, you're gonna, that's how you're going to interpret things. Yes. And, exactly, bro. It's, like, it's just so we've got to learn to listen. I think that's the. I remember when I was learning more sales on YouTube, they said the best way to become, or I was learning how to become a great communicator. I was like t- taking lessons and whatnot. They said the number one thing you got to learn how to do is listen. If if you're selling and you're doing what you're talking, if you're if you're doing, well, yeah, okay, we can yeah. argue that too. But <laughs> uh, but if you're selling and you're doing all the talking, you're losing. Yep. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because you got to ask questions and get them talking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to go get into the whole sales yeah. thing. That's Same. all. But it, well, <laughs> but, we but, should do it one day though, because but, guess what? We sell our kids on chores. We sell our kids on rewards. We sell our kids on hobbies. We sell our kids on things that they need to get done. And, but I but, think that. But would be you good. can't effectively sell them with. But yeah, and 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 another thing is like when you're communicating, like. Stop somebody and say, "Hey, uh, I lost you." Yeah, or this uh, is what I'm hearing. Or, or yeah, uh, is this is is it? You're saying this. This is what I'm hearing. Is is uh, is that in fact what you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, how many people do that, or do they just sit there and nod, even though they, you know, yeah. you know, a lot. And of they people, got the response already in the head. <laughs> but but I look at people when I talk to them, mm-hmm. and, and I can tell when they like. All right. I'm kind of not following you. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not explaining this in a way this person understands it. So then I'll ask a couple of questions Mm -hmm. and say, hey, did I lose you? Or um, Mm -hmm. if I did, tell me where and let me uh, rewind and maybe I can explain it in a more effective way. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and and that's important, whether it's just me and you talking as friends or if I'm selling you something. Yeah. Um, but that it, it, you know me in sales it's I, it's huge in sales like if yeah. the second i see somebody like confused or the second they like mm, like they're about to say yeah. no or they got that uh, i don't know face on like i know i fucked up and i need to rewind and re-explain mm-hmm. it's like i obviously didn't explain it or i obviously didn't yeah. ask you enough questions to provide you the information to demonstrate why you need this mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's so huge. I think a one really practical tool, honestly, men that we can start using today to increase our communication and to make us better communicators. And if you're a, if you're a single dad and you're in the, out in the dating world, it's really going to help you out a ton too. Uh, it's going to help you out in sales. It's going to help you out in parenting. It's going to help you just get more information from people. It's called mirroring. It's li- that's that's all it's called is mirroring, and it's really what it what it sounds like. You mirror what the person says, which means you have to freaking listen. <laughs> you have to actually listen to what they're saying. So it's like, man, I've just you know you're on you're on a date with a girl, and you're like, hey, so like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, you know, like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I feel like I'm just more on the creative side, but I I don't want to settle in this area. And, and they start going, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, I love how you're creative, but you don't want to settle. You just used you just mirrored two specific words that she used. And now whenever you ask that question, you dig more. You're pretty much asking her, what does settling mean to you? In what area are you settling in your life? Without her even knowing that. And then guess what she's gonna do? Well, yeah, I mean, 
more information. It happens like clockwork in sales. And guys, whenever you're parenting, whenever you're dating, whenever you're doing anything, you are selling. (laughs) You are selling an experience with you. You're selling another date with you. You're selling a lifetime experience with you. Like... You're, you're you're selling being liked or disliked and yeah or or just like yeah what do they wow, get with you wow this this person like one, mm-hmm. one thing i look for in people is empathy yeah and you have to you have to be a good listener to yeah. be an empath yeah to demonstrate empathy and to to be able to respond and say wow i i i haven't been in that particular exact situation similar yeah. situations but um wow but i understand what it's yeah. like to feel you know mm-hmm. unheard or whatever the case may be yeah but but you know i'm a huge advocate of, of empathy too because yeah. you know I, with without without empathy you suck at sales you suck at being a friend you suck at listening yeah um Suck as a parent. You suck at a lot of things if you don't if if you don't have empathy. Yeah, and you're not in my life either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think it's just huge for us that we've got to start developing that muscle. Um, and gentlemen, like I want to encourage you, like start listening to yourself for a moment, man. Like, there's so many times where. I start having conversations with people and they're like, man, I just, I feel really this. And I'm like, you feel that? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, why do you feel that? And then they start talking about it. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, saying one thing. Well, I just feel like, you know, this person doesn't care, whatever it is. I'm like, you feel like they don't care? Well, yeah, because if they did, da 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 right? But half the time, we don't even really know what we're, why we're feeling what we're feeling. And then we expect somebody else to understand us. It's like, it doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want somebody to genuinely understand you and hear you, but you don't even genuinely understand or hear yourself. And guess what that does? It just makes you a better communicator because you actually communicate what the hell is going on. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) like, that moment whenever I popped off on my, let's circle back to daddy issues last episode, (laughs) that moment where I popped off on my little girl, guess what I did 10, 15 minutes later? Because I've been working so much on why am I feeling what am I feeling? I'm not just like, man, I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling mad. Why am I feeling that? Why am I genuinely feeling that? And I told my little girl, I was like, baby, I want you to know I'm not mad at you. And I shouldn't have responded that way, but I'm not mad at you. I just get scared because I see such good things in you, and I don't want you to compromise that. You see what I'm saying? Good recovery. Bro, That's that was great communication, not to toot my own horn, no, no, it was, but it's because it, I, I listened to myself. What what am I actually experiencing? You know what I mean? So some 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 of us men, especially like now in like the modern day, you want a woman that can be there for you. You want a woman that can listen to you. You want that, but you don't even give yourself ten minutes to check in on yourself, bro. Like get get the hell out of here with that hypocrisy. You, you're trying to get somebody to prioritize you. You don't even prioritize your damn self. You, you're trying to get somebody to motivate you and encourage you and build a life with you, but you don't even do that for you. Like. 
come on, man. Yeah, like, that's not working out well. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, of course I do. It starts with us. That's why the Bible says, "Love thy neighbor like thy like that yourself." In other words, listen to your neighbor like yourself. It's not saying I, do it like that. It's saying you're going to do it like that. And and literally, I I I don't I don't care if you're Christian or what what your belief system is, um, but I. I don't talk about mine. I don't talk about religion or politics with anybody um, just because I don't. But uh, I will tell you this. I live by the golden rule, and mm-hmm. I literally treat other people exactly how I would want to be treated in yeah. in any situation. Yeah. And a lot of that is empathy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think just generally speaking, like— I'll give I'll give you an example. Like I, I've uh, sold some wheels off um, uh, my car, mm-hmm. and oh, you tell me this story. This guy, this guy, <laughs> you're a great man, Scott. This guy shows up <laughs> from uh, from Austin to come to Dallas, and um, and I had it I had them listed on like two two th- two places. One I had them for like fifteen hundred, and another one I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna lower it to a thousand, get rid of them, get them out of my garage. And the guy hands me fifteen hundred bucks. I put the money in my pocket, and I was like, "Shit, uh, I know I got it listed for a thousand somewhere." So I handed him five hundred bucks back, and I didn't feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but that's how I would yeah. hope that someone would be fair and treat me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not looking for karma down the road because, honestly, three minutes later, I was helping him put him in his truck, and I fell flat on my freaking face. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much for karma, right? <laughs> no, I literally, like, it, 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 bruised my, anyway. But <laughs> I, I tell that story just because I genuinely live and breathe Mm-hmm. by the golden rule yeah and and that's what i would hope someone would do like not take advantage of a situation yeah and the guy didn't even try to negotiate with me yeah. so i should have kept the money just because of that you always try to negotiate yeah if you don't ask Learn you don't get lesson. you know yeah yeah come See, on exactly. man at least ask for a discount but biblical i should i, I should have <laughs> taught him a lesson said man you didn't even ask for a discount so i'm only going to give you 200 bro back. <laughs> there's bro there's a good story on that it's really short uh tony robbins shared this story he was walking down the street. He saw a homeless man and he was like, man, you know what? Like I could give him, he had a lot of money in his pocket. He was like, I could give him all this, but I want to give him a life lesson, something deeper and bigger than that. I've heard this. Yeah. And so he was like, uh, the the homeless man was like, Hey man, um, do you happen to have any spare change? He was like, yeah, man, how much do you need? Just, you know, any change that you have. So he was like, okay. He he literally i think he i think the homeless man even said like even if you if all you have is a quarter like i'd be grateful for a quarter so tony robbins was like okay so he pulls out like a wad of hundreds and then he pulls out a quarter <laughs> and he gives the man the quarter and puts the cash back in his in his pocket and the moral of the story is exactly that you get out of life what you ask for yep because <laughs> the homeless man was like looking at him like what the heck and he he said that he told the homeless man like look man in life you get what you ask for. If you ask for a quarter, you're going to get a quarter. And then the dude was just like, this dude's weird. <laughs> no, but that, that's, a quarter. That's, that, is, that is one of the uh, many things I've instilled in my son. Like, I love that. If you don't ask, you don't 
get. Mm-hmm. And man, I every every single time I can find an example of that, I'm like, see, dude, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yep, there it is. There it is, dude. Um, bro. Hopefully, all of you guys enjoyed this. We went for an hour. Um, it was really good. This is two episodes. Um, hopefully, all of you enjoyed this. Um, man, we covered a ton of stuff, and I just want you guys to know, like, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect, but we can. We we do choose our standards. We do our we do choose our standards on how we show up, on how we forgive, on how we show grace and mercy to ourselves. Because what we do for ourselves, we'll do to other people. If you're extremely like hard on you and really like negative towards yourself that's probably why you're negative towards other people um because we just project what we self-inflict and so set your standards to the kind of life that you want to create the kind of parent you want to be uh and then meet those things and and i i want to say one more thing before we wrap up and because because it just it's happened to me multiple times in the last two weeks i have this rule like when i when i'm emotional um I'll go and I'll write an email in response to something. And, uh, man, of course I want to hit send, but I don't. I won't let myself. Or I could pick up the phone and and I I want to react the second I find out about something, but I won't let myself. Mm -hmm. I'll think about it. I'll sleep on it. I'll let 24 hours go by. I have a rule, 24, sometimes 48, depending on the scenario and the uh, situation. But... Point being is, do not act or react without thinking it through. Give yourself some time. Do not react on emotion Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not how you would handle things on a regular basis. Get your mind right before you handle any situation, whether it be with your child, children, uh, ex especially, um, current girlfriend, friend, anybody, literally anybody, boss, um, business colleagues, anybody, because it, it, <laughs> I almost hit send on an email just before we started filming, and I'm so glad I didn't because the, the second we got up here before yeah. we started filming, I got a response from the email that I was I didn't get a response from from a couple of days ago, but I but I got a response and it was a positive response. Yeah. And had I hit send, I would have just cringed, mm-hmm. just cringed. So uh, let that, just um, let that be a lesson. Just don't react. Give it time, and especially when emotions are running high, let them calm down. Mm-hmm. That's but, really good. So. Um, as Frank said, I hope everybody got something out of this. Um, I had fun today. Me too. Uh, and I hope everybody got something from this uh, wonderful podcast we do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 